0: Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company. And today we're joined by the wonderful Aidan Mayeri to talk all about her movie Confess Fletch. And I wanted to talk a little bit about finding the, the comedic sensibility and the voice of what this film was going to be, because obviously it, it stems from source material, but is really its own kind of property and story and tonality in a very modern setting. But I was interested in, in some of the conversations that you had with Greg Matola, who's the director and the rest of the cast in really figuring out what that sensibility, what that tone and what that voice of this film film was going to be for 2022 setting an audience
1: right right because comedy has changed and um yeah I think a lot of the conversations were around we obviously want there to be physical comedy and we want it to be fun and not too heavy but um I definitely I think we all wanted it to feel real like there's a lot of My character has a lot of physical comedy moments that maybe aren't even spoken, but, you know, I spill something on myself or I trip or whatever. And I think what I wanted to make sure of was that it didn't feel like, oh, I'm doing something funny for a joke or to be funny, but that it felt like believable enough to be relatable. Like I really do spill stuff on myself every day. And I wanted it to feel like, oh, that person really spilled something on myself. And because it feels so real... That is funny. And I think that's what kind of separates it from, you know, different eras have different styles of comedy. And and I do love slapstick, but I think we veered more towards like, does this feel like uh, this is actually happening to someone, even though it's silly, but rooted in in the reality of the situation?
0: absolutely and with the fact that you're mentioning the the physical comedy which you have quite a lot of throughout the the film was that something where all of those moments and instances were in the script or or was some of that about kind of finding the element of what you thought that physical comedy would be in particular scenes along the way on set sometimes as well definitely a combination of both I mean in the script, certainly things were written in
1: like um you know, that I spill a milkshake all over myself. And there's things like that, that were in the script, which kind of gave me the clue of like, okay, this person, she's, you know, she's new. She wants to prove that she's good at her job. She wants respect from all these guys. And maybe she's watched cop movies or detective movies. And a lot of the stuff she's trying to do is to appear like she knows what she's doing, but she doesn't. And when we don't, when we're trying too hard, that's often when mistakes happen. And so I did look for little moments, you know, there's a moment where I, um, detective Monroe, my superior is like, why don't you question him at the crime scene? And I've never done that before. And I dropped my pen cause I'm so nervous. And that was just like, I felt like my character would do that. It wasn't written in there, but there were a lot of other things that were. So it was just knowing like, okay, this is the kind of person she is. So I want to find every moment that I can to show that part of her.
0: And that also plays into kind of the comedy of confidence and moments where you can see her kind of trying to navigate and figure out what she's doing, you know, but then when she does start questioning him, she does actually know what she's doing and she does kind of start to feel quite confident in that setting, even though there's a bit of a power play with her and Fletch in that instance as well. Um, and was it quite was it quite natural for you to find the moments where you felt like she would really come into her own against where she would be a little bit uncertain being newer to the job and trying to prove herself like you were saying?
1: yeah I mean I think I'm sure you know in your position you can relate to like at least in my career experience that every like level up you go there's a new thing you have to do that you've never done before and it's kind of like when you first drive a car where you're like oh I have to remember all the things like the brake and the signal and the this and the that and you're like almost paralyzed trying to do a good job and then after you've done it for the first or second time it's like you're driving a car. Like, you're just like, Oh, I know how to, it's in my body. I know how to do this. So I think with her, she's someone who is good at this. She works really hard. She cares a lot, but like in the beginning, the wanting to show everyone that she's really good can kind of, uh, be a bit paralyzing in, in being able to see it. But then you do see throughout the movie, she gets into a bit of a rhythm. Like I actually, I do know what I'm doing and I have an idea. And she gets a little bit more confident and just trying to ramp
0: that up throughout it's such a great analogy in terms of, of driving a car and finding a character at the same time i love
1: it isn't it horrifying the first time you drive a car you're like there's no way i'm ever gonna remember all this yeah
0: stuff. and then you're like eating a sandwich doing it on, on the, the phone. phone yeah right. Right. yeah totally yeah. And when, when you're developing a character like this as well, you know, obviously in the scenes that you're in in the film, we're really only seeing her in the setting of of the workplace and with this invest particular investigation. Um, How in-depth did you want to get, or was it helpful for you to get in terms of her backstory as a character? You know, what led her into this profession? What does it look like when she goes home at night? You know, is it just her? Does she live by herself? Does she have a partner? Does she have a family? And all those details that we don't necessarily see on screen, but also really play a part in who someone is in those moments on screen as a character.
1: I, you know, I don't do a ton of backstory because I feel like I can get a little bit lost in the like, I think if I plan stuff too much, then I'm in my head going, like, I have to do the thing I plan to do. And, you know, so it was a combination of jotting down a few ideas of like, you know, I think she's close to her parents. She wants to show them like, look, I'm succeeding. I'm living the American dream. I'm, I'm a good American kind of thing. And, um and that, certainly plays into her there were some moments that didn't make it into the movie where because I'm driving a lot and Greg would just be like okay now you're driving and you're looking around and you're thinking this and say whatever you want or sing a song and so there's just like a lot on the cutting room floor and there were some where I like took a call from my mom and I'm like mom I'm at work stop calling me like just like trying to be a professional um So I thought about, you know, the familial dynamic a little bit. And in my mind, she does live alone and is um, really set on like getting her hair right in the morning and getting things together for her job. But besides that, I didn't go, you know, deep into like where she went to college or anything like that.
0: And you're working really closely alongside Roy Wood junior who's who's kind of playing your boss in the show and and it's it's that interesting dynamic because it's like they're partners in the field but at the same time he's the superior he's the one who comes with all the experience and there's also a personal aspect that comes from spending that much time together like she knows that he's sleep training his baby and and what that's like (laughs) in the day-to-day for him um and so how did you how did the two of you kind of determine what that was going to look like in terms of the balance of experience and and workplace setting but also where the personal elements would seep into that relationship as well
1: Well, what's great about Roy is that when we first started working together, we talked about our rhythms and how his rhythm is, I'm tired. I just want to take a nap. And mine is like, put me in coach, put me in. Like, I'm like really excited, but I'm like trying to also be cool. Like I can hang and I'm cool, but like, it's like coming through a little bit. And so our, we wanted to have different energies throughout. And so there was discussion about that. And there also was just a natural friendship that happened. And like, he does have more experience in a lot of realms in real life. So he was like giving me advice about certain things in real life. And then I was like, okay, we, we actually just kind of naturally have this dynamic. So we just kind of let it happen. Didn't like over plan anything too much, but I think just
0: hanging out together was important. I love that. And and even in the moments where, you know, Grizz is kind of a little bit more in the background while he's taking the lead in certain instances, um, you know, the camera still kind of holds on you a lot and there's a lot of facial response in her as a character in terms of, just like paying attention to what he's doing but also responding to things that people are saying around her you know if Fletch says something that she thinks is incredulous she's not going to hide that from him um (laughs) and so how did you kind of navigate going into scenes and just finding a lot of the the kind of like the quiet non-dialogue driven comedy like that as well well I think first of all like in my real life I have a hard
1: time not um like (laughs) I have a hard time hiding what I'm Feeling um, and and making a lot of faces, and often get reactions where people are like, "Whoa, what's going on?" And I'm like, "What? Nothing. I was just listening to you." <laughs> um, so I wanted to use some of that. Like she just kind of can't hide it, and um, and I just felt like for me, I, I think I've started to realize that like I, I'm best as an actor when I'm really thinking about things, not just like it's not so much about what I'm saying, but it's what I'm thinking about. And when there are moments where I don't have a lot to say, I'm like, I don't want to just stand here and wait for my line. You know, I want, I want to have a lot going on in my head. And and so much of like, John's very charming in life and in the movie. And my character is supposed to be not charmed by him or really doesn't want to be charmed by him. So there's like a somersault going on in my head of like, I want him to respect me and he's so annoying and everyone likes him and why does everyone like him and I'm just like trying to think about that stuff while I'm like also trying to work.
0: (laughs) And I feel like you know the the charm isn't working on her in the way that it does on a lot of other characters in the film and there's a lot of different responses of annoyance almost you know it's like even just the the running gag that he's always taking his shoes and socks (laughs) off and he's always barefooted you know she's kind of annoyed in very different ways and and so how did you kind of play a lot of those scenes with with John where your character is really bouncing off different things that he's doing like that or him kind of being very patronizing and being like oh you did a great job honey um and just finding like what her response would be in the moment to a lot of that
1: I mean I think I think I what I was thinking about a lot was like it's so annoying that he can literally get away with anything because he's so charming and handsome and everybody loves him so like just tapping into that like I have to do all this stuff to like prove that I deserve to be here. And this guy just waltzes in without his shoes on. He's not even a detective. And he's somehow like involving himself in this case. And I had to work really hard to get here. So it's just like everything he's saying, I'm just like, of course, you know, it's, it's recalling that feeling. There are, Types of guys I've met, you know, in my life. I'm sure you have too. Where I don't want to say fail upward because I know Fletch is supposed to be—he is good at a lot of things. But where they just end up in these positions, and they don't respect other people, and you're just like. But they are. There is something charismatic or enigmatic about them, and it's annoying. You're like, I don't know that you deserve this, but I am like, everyone loves you. <laughs>
0: you know and with what going back to what you were saying about working with Roy and kind of having these two different energies to your character when you have all these scenes where it's you Roy and John um what's great is you're all coming at it with a different comedic sensibility for your character and and your character in essence is kind of playing the straight man to like John Ham's character a lot in response because of that frustration and because you know she's kind of putting up a wall against the charm did you did you have a sense early on that that it was going to be a lot of that kind of like very straight-faced response and kind of lend the comedy in that particular way I I wasn't totally
1: sure about that like I think the first few days we played around with different versions of how kind of like you know wacky I was gonna be like am I just like you know saying a lot of what's going on in my head or am I like trying to keep it close to the vest and it uh it felt like we then just found this natural thing where it was like I'm really trying hard at my job Roy's (laughs) Roy's <laughs> falling asleep <laughs> and John's being a little wily <laughs> miscreant. <laughs> um but it I what I did realize is that I'm a I feel like kind of the the voice or the point of view of the audience almost where it's like he's doing something so ridiculous and nobody else is calling him out. And so, you know, whoever's watching
0: is like, what? And so I can kind of be that voice of like, what? Like <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> And with the walls that that come up, you know, there is kind of a moment where it almost seems like there's a little bit of the wall coming down when she is like, no, this is this is my full name and kind of like gives him a little bit of herself. But then two seconds later, she's driving away after he leans on the car window and kind of takes it a little bit too far again. Um, (laughs) Did you see there as being any sort of like genuine wall breaking or connectivity between the two of them? Or did you feel like that was her just playing with him a little bit? I felt like she by the end has a little bit of
1: a soft spot for him because one we've realized I mean spoiler alert am I allowed to give away the ending we, we can do spoilers we've, we flagged it <laughs> okay okay uh that he didn't murder anybody so I'm like okay there's that um and then you know by the end it's like we have this kind of cat and mouse dynamic with him where it's like do we trust him? Don't we trust him? Sometimes we're having fun, but sometimes we're like, leave us alone. And so it's like, we've been through something together. I don't hate you, but also don't get too familiar. And like, we're not friends,
0: you know? And you know, in in talking about working with Greg Batola as a director on the film as well, you know, you were talking a bit before about some of the notes that he would give you, even just for for simple driving scenes. Um, what was some of the what was some of the space that he really helped you to find in your performance throughout the film? And and was it something where you would kind of have an opportunity to really go over scenes before you were filming, or was it more about finding moments in camera and making sure that that performance or whatever you came up with in the moment was captured? Well, first of all, who is that little kitty? This is Casper. Casper, oh my god, I
1: love the collar. It's so cute. Um, (laughs) With Greg, he, you know, I think a lot of it was kind of found within the scene. We would have moments, and he certainly, like most stuff, was on the page. It wasn't like there was a bunch of improv. We weren't going off the rails, but because I have so many solo moments where I'm, you know, thinking about something or driving or, or figuring something out. He did let me like play around and, and like put things in my voice or experience things in the moment. And we would just have conversations. Like he had this strong feeling that Grizz was very into honey badgers. So he had like, I don't even know if it, if you see it in the movie, but on my desk, there's a bunch of like honey badger, there's a calendar, I think, and there's a mug. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because <laughs> uh, maybe she kind of sees herself as a honey badger. or She admires the honey badger and wants to be kind of fierce even though they look kind of like harmless and furry. And um, so that kind of stuff <laughs> informed moments a lot. And so we would discuss before the scene, like he'd be like, here's what I'm thinking, but try this. And uh,
0: it was quite collaborative. And going back to something that you were you were saying earlier on about, you know, you feel like Grizz probably has watched a lot of cop shows and movies. And there's certain elements of, you know, you can really see the the this is who I think I should be in this job, in this position and kind of trying to mold herself into something at times. And so for you, what were some of those aspects that you wanted to bring into her with that idea of this is probably something that she watched on TV, but doesn't necessarily compute to the real world of actually doing this job in the field? Well, certainly like there's moments where I like put my pen in my ear and
1: it's like, you know, doing a case. <laughs> like I just feel like that's something they're always got pens in their ear. Um, even though like, it's not, I feel the best place for a pen. <laughs> um, and then moments where she's like driving and glaring. And it's just like, I'm having my moment where I'm tracking down the perp or <laughs> whatever. Um, but just little, little things like that. <clears throat> I'm trying to think if there were any Moments between me and John where I like snap at him. I think I just, I, I wanted her to have this. uh, She really, she can kind of tell these people don't respect her. You know, as a woman, we have spidey senses and without even saying anything, you can tell when someone doesn't respect you, (laughs) just like this guy doesn't respect me. And so there's like a putting on of like professionalism and not wanting to be too like silly in front of these guys um to be like a detective you know but I think in her core she's like this she's a
0: little bit of a silly billy you know and in in making this project were there any aspects that either with the character or kind of finding certain elements of the comedic performance for you that that felt like they were they were new challenges based on previous compared to previous projects that you've done in the past well, this is going to sound really silly, but
1: I, uh, Connie Tavel, who is our producer and genius, like had this vision of me as a detective, having my hair slicked back. Cause she was like, your hair is distracting. <laughs> That's a lot of hair. And at first I was like, no, like, I cause I had bangs. I was like, I want my bangs out. I want to look, you know, cute and kind of like, I think I was a bit resistant to going fully. Like I'm really not wearing any makeup and I'm very played down because a lot of the characters I play are like, I'm on a show called, I love that for you where I'm like a QVC host and I'm like done up. And I'm just so used to like full hair makeup, you know, really doing a thing for my character and stripping it back was like an interesting exercise. Cause so I was like, well, what if it's not interesting enough? Um, And, and then it, and then I was like, you're so right. Like, of course this character would be kind of polished and, um, not trying to look glamorous. She, you know, she wants to be professional. Um, it kind of made me realize I've never done a performance where my hair isn't like out and free (laughs) i was like wow i think i really lean on my hair a lot (laughs) it's like my hair is full of secrets (laughs) um so that was kind of freeing and cool actually because i think it's a little distracting sometimes i have so much hair (laughs) i
0: I love that though and it, it is you know it is such a formative part of any character as well so it completely makes sense uh well it was it was such a delightful and fun film to watch and always great to see you in comedic performances like this as well so thank you so much aiden really appreciate you talking about it Thank you. Thanks for having me. I loved your thoughtful questions.